Welcome to another mini-sode of Fake Ritual, a fool's guide to pop culture and the occult. And with me is two returning guests in the house, in the flesh, in person. I have to my left here, I have Caleb Pass. Hello, Caleb. Hello. And to my right, I have Albert C. Hall. Hello, Albert. Hello. And today, uh, in the spirit of things, we are talking Halloween flicks, uh, not necessarily flicks set during Halloween, but more flicks that invoke a certain Halloween spirit. So I guess we'll just take turns, excluding myself, uh, talking about maybe real quick what makes a Halloween, what makes a movie Halloween worthy, if it doesn't include necessarily like jack-o'-lanterns and all that stuff. So Caleb, what to you makes something Halloween worthy? What do you like? Why do you like to watch the movies you like to watch during this month? Um, Aside from it just being out of habit, um, but a lot of them, if you just have that kind of atmosphere that is spooky, that like is like fog machines and just like things you would probably see at a haunted house, like yes. those kind of like dorky middle school looking sets to films, which are so awesome. Um, but I would say things like that. Yeah. And just like overall, like, like fun, spooky stuff, you know, I don't want to exclude any kind of like good violent gore, you know, cause there's always room for that. Yes, yeah, but I feel like it does help to have that, like, accompanied by some sort of, like... There's, like, an entertaining value to it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, yeah, it's spooky. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Albert, what would you like to add to that? Well, it's fun because I feel like uh, Halloween movies are, you know, slashers are, like, body horror or things like that. You know, you could have, like, a, a Friday the 13th, but you could also have The Fly, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. Uh, and just or and aliens and things like that like just like the whole if it's weird i'm down i'm ready totally and it, this being you know uh an occult uh as well as a pop culture podcast uh i had you guys pick two of your uh halloween recommendations with the caveat being uh some form of the occult present in them which kind of from what you guys are saying too that seems to be what also will really make a movie a halloween type movie. You have something occult in it, it kind of fits into the category automatically. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we'll actually start with Albert here. Uh, yeah, give us those two movies and let the figures know at home uh, why they should check them out. I'm leading off with 1977's George Romero written and directed film Martin. Yeah, from 1977, I have the synopsis here. Uh, Martin sedates women with a syringe full of narcotics and then slices their wrists with a razor blade so he can drink their blood. Martin, who comes to live with his uncle and cousin in the dying town of Braddock, Pennsylvania, where I actually live. Me, Lucas Sloppy. Also has romantic monochrome visions of vampiric seductions and torch-lit mobs, but it is impossible to tell how seriously he takes them. (laughs) <laughs> that was the weird synopsis. I didn't know right? what you were going to say, and that was not it. That was not it. Well, Albert, yeah, I just love all synopses. Of, all of that was true. It's true. I guess. Yeah. They're so weird. I don't know if sometimes. I'd lead off with the, like, syringes and sedation. And, like, but, well, I mean, that's his M.O. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, why should people check uh, out uh, Mar- Martin? <laughs> Martin, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Starring Martin Lawrence. <laughs> uh, no, that's not true. Uh, it stars John Amplis, uh, who 
who wasn't in much. He was also in Creep Show. He was mm. the the dad when he comes back as a zombie. He wants his cake. Oh, he wants his cake. Yeah, yeah mm. that, that was John Eckles in that costume. Uh, it also stars uh, Tom Savini. The man who, you know, if you're listening to this, you probably know who he is. You know, the effects, special effects master. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and Pittsburgh resident. A lifetime collaborator yeah. with George Romero. Full-time a-hole. Yeah, too. Yes, <laughs> so, yeah. Totally. If you're listening, Tom, we love you. We yeah. love your a-hole. Uh, and also starring George Romero himself as a drinking, smoking priest who uh, in the movie says that he loved the movie The Exorcist, which is just all oh. really fun. <laughs> it is. I love it. <laughs> if you go back and listen to my Exorcist episode, Episode with Andy Strega from Queens NC-17, we do point out that The Exorcist is actually very pro-Christian. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, well, like the insane synopsis uh, says he goes to, to live with his cousin, um, and his cousin is elderly, and his cousin uh, is it lives with his niece, uh, who looks like the same age as Martin. Turns out Martin's like 87 or 84 years old. Oh. Um, and that's the whole thing. And I thought, where I thought the synopsis that you were going to read was going to go with all the ones that I read were like, uh, Martin thinks he's a vampire mm -hmm. and all of this. And I'm like, <laughs> I get what you mean because in the movie he's not like uh, a, a archetype typical uh vampire yes like he he doesn't have fangs he goes out in the daytime you know he's yeah. just a normal Where? seeming person but he's very old and hasn't aged and you know he looks like he's maybe 24 in the movie um but that it, get tying i was trying to think of something that ties into the the occult and this like uh that's called renfield syndrome when you are just a human because in the real world I mean, who knows? Yeah. But vampires don't exist. <laughs> but we know, but yeah. some people really honestly believe that they're vampires and will kill people and drink their blood. And, you know, like that is a documented uh, disorder. Disorder. Yeah, it's yeah. like what the serial killer Richard Chase yeah. sort of had. Yeah, this idea that he needed more blood for his body. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Drink it. Starting to run out. But yeah. in the movie, Martin says, like, the cravings are getting worse and he's getting weaker. And, you know, he starts to slip or whatever. But, oh, because, you know, like in the synopsis says, he's not an actual vampire. He can't look into your eyes and seduce you. He just stabs you with a syringe and sedates you. And then while you're out, you know drains your blood and drinks okay. it. Um, and there's, you know, much more to that. But uh, it the movie's just so much fun. It's also, if if you're listening to this and you're from Pittsburgh, it's set in, it's filmed in Braddock mm -hmm. in like 1976. And it's just like yeah. so wild to see. Um, Pretty like at least Halloween adjacent soundtrack. The I soundtrack, right. I have like, that written here. What... The, the soundtrack's amazing. Yeah. Uh, and it was the, uh, the producer... Richard Rubenstein's brother, Donald Rubenstein, recorded the soundtrack uh, himself, and it's it's so, so good. Oh, yeah. um, there's also a fun uh, aspect in the movie that is uh, he, Martin himself, it gets a phone in his room and is calling into this, like, coast-to-coast -coast type oh, show. Yeah. Like an AM radio yeah. show. They call him Dra Drac, you know, and <laughs> like, we got, you know, uh, and he, like... Likes talking to him because he doesn't really have any friends, but he also is like being like wholly objectified by this like you know spectacle <laughs> that he is a vampire and he's trying to dispel these myths. Like the the overarching theme of the movie is that there is no magic that this he actually is this way. He doesn't you know 
recoil at garlic or anything like that or, or you know crosses and the movie really plays into that and because his cousin this elderly cousin who's staying with is like hardcore believer in all of that mysticism and everything mm. and he, he calls him Nosferatu uh, and it has a crazy twist ending that I'm not going to spoil, spoil for you. Also, the, I don't know what the right situation is with this movie. Uh, I don't know who owns it. You can buy it on VHS, DVD. I think there's even a Blu-ray. But there, it's not streaming anywhere oh, okay. that, that I've seen. But it is. Uh, there's a really nice transfer of it on YouTube. Boom. So. Sweet. Oh, yeah. No reason not to watch it. Well, awesome. Uh, well, yeah. Fakers, definitely check that out. But... Also, Albert, you have a second recommendation. Do you not? Total. <laughs> I don't know yeah, why. I do. God, you have <laughs> There's so many ways. There's only so many ways I can like set you up. So <laughs> at a certain point, it's just going to become very right. combative. I for sure do. Tell me. Uh, <laughs> it's 1986, uh, directed by Ted Nicolau. Uh, Terror Vision. Starring. Oh. Yeah, it's so good. Uh, this is actually a better synopsis here. Go. Nice, short, and sweet. A family's new satellite TV system starts receiving signals from another planet, and soon it becomes the passageway to an alien world. That's it. Yeah, uh, yeah it, you know, like it's the the Garfield spills the lasagna on the on the uh, satellite dish, and you know, that, anyway, it's like that. Um, they're trying to work on it. They get zapped, and uh, yeah, it's really the story of the kids trying to fight this creature, this giant. Um, monster that gets beamed in from outer space into their satellite dish and then is just in their house, but can also it, it like retreats into the television and it, it's a it, so it's not always in the house, so they don't know where it is. Excuse me, um, edit that out. Uh, <laughs> maybe the, it's pretty spooky uh, burps, and like a lot of movies of the time, the parents don't believe the kids and they are as it turns out uh swingers and trying to hook mm. up with this other couple with their like indoor pool in the other room that's got plenty of you know like uh oh the the, the art on the walls when you watch this movie it, uh, pay attention like the set design for this movie is incredible uh the grandfather who lives with them has like a a uh, bomb shelter bunker that he lives in and that plays into it. And uh, yeah, this uh, monster liquefies and eats everybody. It's so disgusting. <laughs> it's slimy. It's sex. There's sex everywhere. There's gore. There's fog. There's pastel colors uh, and, and super, super fun practical effects. Oh, uh, it's, I meant to, to lead up. It stars, uh, Mary Warnoff, I saw that. Uh, yes. who's uh, one of the original like Warhol girls at the factory mm -hmm. in the '60s. Oh no shit! Uh, she's in Chopping Mall. She's in Rock and Roll High School, Death Race oh, 2000. I yeah. love Mary Warnoff. Yeah, yeah. Dick Tracy. Yeah, and Dick Eating Tracy. Raul. Yeah, yeah. Rock and Roll High School. Yeah, Warlock. And it also features a teenage John Grease, who is Uncle Rico from Napoleon oh, Dynamite. Yes. Holy shit! Who, who just looking today? I, I am not. I'm a fan of these movies, but he's apparently in all three Takens. Whoa! And his name is 
O D. Oh yeah, his, his character. <laughs> his name he's is O D. He's, he's yeah. a punk in Terrorvision with like leather That's and the hair and everything, and his name's O D. <laughs> and uh, he dates the daughter of the family, and uh, she like looks like Cindy Lauper, and is, oh, okay. is, is a lot of. I, fun. I remember him being in. Um, he was the werewolf in Monster Squad. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh, he was. Yeah. Jeez, <laughs> love you. What a resume. Love you, John love Fuck you, John yeah. Uh, the, uh, really great, uh, I'm not gonna spoil anything, but the, um, I don't think, the, uh, alien comes to, cause they, uh, they, this alien race accidentally sent the creature here. They were trying to, like, jettison trash in this creature that is actually their, like, pet on their planet. They, like, super mutates and gets crazy. And then it, it got away from the planet. And he feels really bad. And the whole movie, he's trying to warn them. Like, we're sorry <laughs> that we didn't mean to. But, and this that character's amazing. But he shows up finally <laughs> at the house. And this whole time, also, they're trying to call into this uh, horror um, movie host. Like okay, an Elvira, yeah. but she's a Medusa. And oh, cool. she's, she's great. But they call her and they're like, if you come over here, you can see this creature. And she's like, We're, let's go. And they, they go <laughs> over. And there's a very funny interaction between her when she shows up and the alien. when They're like the, the guy who's trying to come save them. And it's... It's very funny. No, <laughs> I'm it. not going to spoil it, but like, I love this movie so much. Uh, and also, not streaming anywhere, but pretty good transfer on YouTube. Damn! Hey. The YouTube hook. Two for two. Yep. Hell yeah. Well, that does it for Albert's picks, and now on to your picks, Caleb. Hit us with them. See, I'm Here we go. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> Let's go. Take it away. Uh, we're going to kick it off with, this is a movie that I do watch every October near Halloween. I forget why I even started doing it, uh, but it's 1985's Ghoulies. <laughs> um, I would, I personally like this a little more than Gremlins. Don't come kill me. But well, I know. <laughs> Real quick, synopsis. A young man and his girlfriend move into the man's old mansion home. Fuck the synopsis. <laughs> Uh, a young man and his girlfriend move into the man's old mansion wow. home where he becomes possessed by a need to control ancient demons. Wow. Is that true? Elaborate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is written by someone with I'll a tenuous crap on the, Eng yeah. on the English. I love the slap the motherfucker who wrote that. <laughs> it is. It's, it's, it's about um, a, a son who doesn't know too much about his parents, uh, his father specifically, and he inherits his gigantic, creepy mansion. Um, him and his uh, his name is Jonathan. His girlfriend's name is Rebecca. They move into the mansion, and they find um, you know all these kind of creepy looking things there. It's all run down and everything. But in the basement, uh, Jonathan finds like uh, like all kinds of weird spell, witchcraft, occult kind of stuff, and it starts to kind of like speak to him in a way. So he can kind of like he's like attracted to it um, in a sense. But uh, he becomes so obsessed. Uh, with well, there's also a, a, a caretaker of the mansion who's just still there. Oh yeah, and classic. Is, <laughs> yeah. It's just, he's just classic. there. Um, his name is Wolfgang, and um, he doesn't talk too much. He just kind of scares them at first, but you know he's harmless for the most part. But um, as Jonathan and, and Rebecca move in, um, he just keeps being drawn towards the basement of uh, of the of their mansion, and he finds a spell book, I believe, down there full of all kinds of pentagrams and weird ghoulish drawings and things like that. And um, that night, they have a big party. All their friends come over, and everyone's fucking smoking and drinking. Uh, there's a scene where a guy starts 
like quote unquote break dancing. Oh boy. And just like uh, a bunch of like pills and joints fall out of his pocket and a fucking harmonica falls out. No one ever oh, talks man. about it ever again. Eighties party scenes in horror movies <laughs> yeah. are the best. It's in, the, one the of, best. It's so great. There's one one guy there. Everyone's such a fucking caricature like of what you would think of someone at a party. And one guy's there, his name is Dick. And he's just so horny. Like there's a scene where he like wants to like dance with this girl and the girl's like maybe later and she walks away and he's like <sighs> he's like biting his tongue he's like what the fuck so and then later on he's talking to some other girl and she's like what's your name and he was like uh, they they call me Dick but you can call me Dick that's the line wow so that's, that's it great Dude, shit that's the line um, they run out of ideas what to do for the party and Jonathan uh, goes why don't we just do a ritual. Instead of doing yeah. charades or something, yeah. let's do something spooky. Because he has this weird book. So they all go down to the basement, and he tries to like read from the spell book, but nothing happens. Everyone kind of laughs at him. He gets annoyed. And people leave. But then, as they leave, the spell actually does end up working. And these ghoulies sort of appear. One of them appears at first, this little puppet thing. And that's kind of one of the things that I love about, I guess, these types of movies. We mentioned, you know shitty middle school looking sets like yeah, dungeons yeah. and like you know red curtains and pentagrams and candles um i love any movies with puppets yes in them oh, yeah. obviously especially oh, yeah. horror movies with puppets mm-hmm. it's and like best. straight puppets too not animatronics yeah. not these elaborate like you know mechanized like remote yeah. controlled things no yeah. you can see that there is a hand <laughs> in this thing you can tell moving the way. its mouth. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're always like at, a, at a very particular mm-hmm. angle that looks like someone's arm is behind yeah. a couch somewhere or something yeah, like that. But yeah, it's charming. But it's great. No, it's, it makes the movie. Um, but yeah, so they come. Uh, they kind of come out of the woodwork and um, Jonathan sees them and tells all the puppets, or the ghoulies, I should say. I guess, yeah, do they? I don't... I, don't I remember. I don't think they ever. I think it was like a retroactive line. I think you're right. Like, yeah. What are we gonna call it? I don't know. They're little like uh, ghouls. Ghoulish, but they're little. So. <laughs> Do they say gremlins and gremlins? I don't know. Maybe. Oh. Anyway, moving. Yeah. Sorry. Oh. This guy, <laughs> I'm hurting now, dude. Um, but so, but Jonathan becomes obs- he so he sees the ghoulies and he pretty much tells them like you know you're you're under my control. And no one else can see you but me. So the ghoulies hide all the time in mm. the mansion. Excuse me. And um, but it gets to a point that Jonathan becomes so obsessed with the the mansion itself, its history, and the magic that Rebecca's getting pretty annoyed because he's kind of neglecting the relationship. And at one point, tells her, "I'm dropping out of college to clean the house up." He wants to just clean the house, and so she's like, "This is this is crazy." Um, they get into a fight, and then there's one night where they finally make up. He's like, I'm sorry, I know I'm getting carried away with, you know, what's going on here. And he's like, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know much about my father, and, you know, I just, just something about this mansion, I want to I know what's going on. So they make up, and they go to bed one night, and they're starting to mess around, and there's a little ghoulie watching them. <laughs> by the <laughs> way, is that the name? Just picturing them and their name, little it's ghoulies. So silly. Like, little hairy, yeah, gremlin teeth looking. <laughs> yeah. But he goes under the bed and has drawn a pentagram under the bed and is just like casting some ritual. And he starts fucking speaking Latin into her ear while they're fucking. And she's like, what are you doing? And she realizes he's just being weird again. So she finally says, I'm out of here. I leave. So most of the movie at that point is Jonathan just trying to like figure out what's going on. You know, trying to look more into the house. It's magical spells and things like that. Um, He keeps casting more spells. Rebecca comes back at some point. You know, they kind of make up. And Jonathan, you know, kind of keeps it a secret, and he wants to... There's some major, like, ultimate spell he can cast. 
Because um, later on, two dwarves like are summoned, and they tell him like, if you really want the best magic, not get puppets, them. not not puppets. Yeah, there were they have like weird fake other like like some other kind of mythical yeah, creature with like helmets or whatever. Yeah, yeah. like actual like Tolkien. Yeah, yep. I forget their names, but it's like very. Tolkien like yeah. yeah silly sort of thing and um yeah this is worth mentioning that this is a horror movie but it's also very much a fantasy movie yes. kind of in the vein of like puppet master it is movies like that where it's like the cover makes you think oh my god this is gonna be terrifying and then you watch it and you're like oh this is kind of just there is fun. even the um <laughs> kind of to your point talking about the score of martin with with ghoulies there's a lot of like it's it's very it's comedic soundtrack. It's like Pee Wee Herman, like Danny mm, Elfman, kind of mm-hmm. like, bah, 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 like kind of like <laughs> things going on in the background, and so it kind of you know it, it fits though I think. Oh, I love that. Um, with that, but that's that's a great aspect of the I movie. Think this movie, I'm going to watch it uh, this year, but I, it's it's eluded me. Uh, I think growing up, I thought it was a kids movie. It mm. was like an earnest, scared, stupid <laughs> right. level of like ghoulies. Like yeah. if, if, you Uh-oh. know, if the hard R of gremlins, if the hard R of gremlins is too much for you, you know, like here's ghoulies. Yeah. That's, you know, but that's a good point. Is that not the case? No, it, it is. There, it's a lot like, it's very lighthearted, even though no, it's probably like, more for like teens. Yeah. Not, like, yeah. I, know, yeah. I wouldn't say children, right, but I would okay. say, yeah. Like, children like, listening. Right. Yeah. You don't watch this. You don't watch this. But it, yeah, it isn't. Um, it, it's funny that you mentioned the, uh, the the scene, the cover of the movie, or oh, coming yes. out of the toilet. Yeah, yeah I, like, I know the toilet. that. I know that very well. It's ingrained yeah. in my. I, head. I read that um, there was so many kids afraid to use the bathroom after this came out that so many moms wrote to the studio and was like, "What the fuck? Like, <laughs> you know, that you ruined. <laughs> like, give them go to the bathroom <laughs> <Hard enough. laughs> Yeah, getting these kids to go. Oh, does or, that happen in the movie? One of them does come out of the toilet okay. at one point, yeah. So, yeah, there's like a... one Later on in the movie, I'll probably just jump to that part, not to go through the entire plot. Yeah. But, um, yeah, near the end, so uh, Jonathan, um, he finds out he has to cast this, like, ultimate ritual that requires seven people to be a part of. So he invites all of his friends back from the original party that they had, and he's, like, pretty much possessed at this point. Um, and he looks... When you watch this, uh, either one of you, but mm-hmm. Lucas particularly... Um, when he becomes evil, he wears these like square sunglasses. He looks just like Cody from the Abomination. Oh, okay. It's hard to back to our uh, shot on video yeah. or episode that Caleb and I did. Go check that Very out if you want to know what we're talking about. But fuck yeah, Ghoulies. I feel like Ghoulies is definitely. I might yeah. have to do a double feature Ghoulies Terror Vision. I feel like oh, kind of good. like yeah. we're perfect. dealing in the same sort of like probably color palette. I can imagine. Yeah, a lot yeah. Of purples, Pinks, blues, purples, blues. Yep. But Caleb, you also have one more. Uh, recommendation here and this is definitely I have not seen this one and I this is a series I forget is a series oh man because there's like 12 of them too Uh, Children of the Corn Part 2 The Final Sacrifice yeah not quite because there's fucking probably 6 or 7 more out of that Uh, one this arriving in Gatlin Nebraska a news reporter and his son get wind of a story about the youth in the town murdering their parents Finds that, again. This is what is it? Letterbox. This is like an actual app. But who writes it? Uh, and uh, f- they find that a series of brutal murders are revealed to be worshippers of the corn stalks and try to stop them before they carry out their plans. I need to proofread these before I read them out loud. But hopefully, the listeners at home at least could put you know use did, contact clues to make a sentence out of did the that words person I just watch this movie. Okay, yeah. Can Letterbox proofread their shit? Seriously, <laughs> like AI generated. <laughs> 
synopsis. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay, let's tell yeah, tell the children about the children. Of the Children of the Corn Part 2, um, there's the plot's pretty light in, in yeah. what's going on, but basically it takes place shortly after the first Children of the Corn, and the kids who have survived from being possessed, because there's a, 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 an evil entity, a devilish mm-hmm. entity, in the cornfield. He corn who fields. walks the rose. He, he who walks behind the rose, behind the rose I think is what yeah. it is. Um, fucking bad. I love that. So fucking cool. So spooky. It's a really cool concept. It's terrifying. If you've, ever been, if you've ever been next to a cornfield at night, this or movie Or lost is... in a cornfield. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. Yep. It, and that's the first, I mean, we're talking about the second one, but the first one, that cover is so fucking, I don't oh, know, yeah. that orange, the yeah. fucking sky, and the fucking psych thing coming down. Um, but in this one, it takes short, place shortly after the first one, so the kids who have survived and aren't possessed anymore, the town kind of adopts them. And brings them in, and then the kids just go right back into the fucking cornfield and go worship yeah. whatever's in there again. Yeah. <laughs> and one kid named Micah is the one who becomes possessed with like the devilish entity and can control things, um, can like wish death upon people, that kind of thing. Uh, there are two scenes that makes this movie worth watching. One is in a church, and Micah. I don't think they even explain this, but he has like a voodoo doll that he just sort of stabs and twists a knife into, or whatever. And one of the bloodiest deaths I've seen in a movie, like, it, it's like, it's over the top. And this guy, it says, it's funny, I think it's in, it's not in Letterbox synopsis, but I think it's on Wikipedia or IMDb. Okay. Where he says, um, one of the guys dies from a nosebleed in the church. It ain't no fucking nosebleed. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> it, his whole body's just like leaking blood. Oh, He's just like screaming, and no one knows what's going on. And I've seen this. Mike is in the back, okay. twisting the, the voodoo yeah. doll. Um... But it's one of those movies that's just like, you watch it for the kill scenes, because they're fucking great. Um, but the other one that's totally worth seeing, uh, because of the movie, um, is it's an old woman in a wheelchair, and he controls her wheelchair to go in the middle of the road and just stop, and she can't move anymore, and a fucking bus hits the old woman and does. launches her ass like <laughs> like into a fucking building where they're playing bingo. Like in town. Oh, whoa. And the flies okay. in the fucking window. As someone like gets bingo, it's like A52. Oh. And he's like, I got it. And this fucking dummy comes in. It's incredible. So that's if you're going to watch Children of the Corn Part 2, just watch it for those two kill scenes. The plot don't matter, like, at all. Um, I think that's about it. Fuck yeah. Can't go wrong. Well, thank you, Caleb. Thank you, Albert, for yeah. being on the show. Mm-hmm. And uh, thank you, Fakers, for listening. Check out these movies. We got, again, Martin, Terrorvision, Ghoulies, and Children of the Corn 2, The Final Sacrifice. I have to say it like that every time. <laughs> but uh, before we go, uh, Caleb, Albert, uh, how can the Fakers follow you? And uh, anything else you want them to know? You want to go at the same time? Catch me on either TikTok or Instagram at Fleshpot Theater. All one word and theater with the E-R, for God's sakes. Yeah, American version. No. Yeah, TikTok. Uh, I, don't, I haven't posted on Instagram in a while, but you know I do like longer reviews on there with some uh, more clips of movies that I like. Um, and Or you can buy my book called Don't Get Me Started, published in 2015. For crazy stories on Amazon. On Amazon, uh, I am on Instagram at ghost underscore tropic. Uh, I think I'm also on TikTok. I've got one TikTok. Please go like it. Oh, just, <laughs> yeah, I got one too. Yeah, at, at ghost underscore tropic on TikTok as well. <laughs> 
Right on. Well, uh, also, if you like these two, uh, be sure to check out Albert's appearances on some full-length episodes where we talked early on in the podcast history about Nintendo, the Nintendo Entertainment System, as well as Jason Voorhees. And uh, Caleb Pass had a few episodes, one early on about pro wrestling, and then one, I believe, this year about shot-on-video horror. So definitely go check those out. Uh, and also, you can follow us on Instagram at fake ritual and you know send us a DM tell us what your favorite movies to watch this time of year are uh but besides that just remember fakers don't be afraid of the toilet <laughs> <laughs>